1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
0: Let's see this play once again. It appears Irving hits it on the way up, which would negate the travel. He absolutely hits it on on his way up. And Randall went on over to talk to Scott Foster and see Obi top on the rookie and Taj Gibson the veteran Keeping Randall away and Tom Thibodeau and the coaching staff as well smart smart decision So the Nets win it again the hottest team in the NBA stays hot, but they had some anxious moments here tonight final score 117 to 112 yeah.
1: Fuck. Well, I don't know I don't know what that was. Um, uh, All right. Knicks lose by five to Brooklyn. God damn it. I did not think that there was going to be a way that I was going to be able to come on here and be pissed off. And I'm fucking pissed off. Um... I don't know what the the rule if you if the if Kyrie touches the ball, that's it it's a, it should be a it's it's not a travel. He put his hand on the on the ball. was it Fuck all right um, God, damn it Anyway, I'm just – if he had – if he – once Kyrie put his hand on the ball, I, I feel like maybe if Randall had let the ball go and hit the ball and hit the floor and then repossessed the ball and then went up for three. But, oh, God damn it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. You hate to have – you hate. You hate. You hate. You hate to have a game end that way. Um. I mean, look, they—they, they, it was miraculous that they were in that game down the stretch. Anyway, um, but man, you just you don't want to lose it like that. You don't want to lose it like that. Um, and it wasn't just that; it was the calls on Frank, and we'll 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 talk about Frank in a bit. I know he didn't have any points. I don't give a shit. they they're probably not in that game uh, towards the end without him. Um, but those calls were just as, uh, just as bullshit. And I I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear anybody tell me that the non-call on Randall at the end and the, the fouls that got Frank out of the game, um, you know, were equalized by the fact that they overturned the, what was initially a foul and made it a jump ball because the, like the, the jump ball call on the Harris possession at with 7 whatever seconds left that was the right call and so just because the refs overturn the call doesn't mean that you know it excuses the the other bullshit calls and it's just you know I was texting my my brother a few minutes ago um and he he you know he said it to me like the refs this season it's not just this game um
0: Fuck god, god. All
1: right. Uh let's let's talk about the game, shall we? Sorry. This was not All right. Let's talk about this game because here here's the thing. Um this um No, I, I could spend a, a... Andrew's just texting me. He's like, go off on the officials tonight. I can, we can sp- complain about the officials for 10 minutes, but what, you know, what the fuck's the point? Um, it's not going to change anything. It's, it's horse shit. Um, fuck me. God damn it. Okay. Let's, let's, could we, could, am I allowed to try to be positive? Um you know, you guys know me. You've been watching me for years. I, li- I like to be positive. I'm, I'm, I'm generally a positive person, and I'd like to be positive after this game because, what is my wife saying? I think Andrew should clip this for some angry Macri memes. Thanks, Dick. Oh, I didn't wake up our daughter by the way tonight. So kudos to me. I had a better night than the refs. Uh, Michael Aaron in the super chat. I'll complain about the rest for you. They've been booty cheeks this whole season. Yes, they have. And again, it's not just this game. It's just it's been it's been uh poor it's been poor refereeing all season long. Um in, in the entire league. All right. Look, we will remember this game ultimately for the way it ended, but I think grand scheme, there's a possibility. There's a possibility at least that we remember this game for something positive. Um, Again, I'm going to try to be positive here. I have to be positive here because this game deserves as much because when you have been as, as booty to use a, to use a term when you have been as booty as the Knicks have been for as long as they have been, you know, every Knick fan, who has been here for a while, watch this game and um, watch the second quarter and watch it go into halftime. And I would say in the middle of the second quarter, everybody in unison, all of us were like, okay, they're going to lose by 25 tonight. Are they going to keep it to 25? Are they going to get it under 20? Are they going to, are the, is this going to be a 40 point loss? Because we, we have Nick fans as Nick fans have been conditioned to think that, um, and yet this team refuses to be the Nick team that we have had to deal with for most of the last 20 years um, because they, God, do they fight? Do they absolutely fight? Um, and they fought tonight and they got fucked hard, but they fought. And that's all you could ask for. From your team, especially when you're going up against a monster like this Brooklyn team. Um, because I, I mean, I know they don't have Durant, but they're, as far as I'm concerned, even without Durant, this is still a top five team in basketball. Um, God, they are good. They have Harden, he's playing like an MVP. Kyrie Irving, obviously, what do you say about Kyrie Irving other than that he's Kyrie fucking Irving? Um, you know. This team took it, they took the punches, and they didn't give in. They were down, you know, they never got down by 20. They were down, what, they were down by 17, they were down by 18, maybe. And they just kept coming and coming and coming, and it was the way they did it, and the fact that they really had some... Really, really, really tough time um, defending this Brooklyn team early on. Shout out to Zach Deluzio, my uh, or very early in the Knicks Film School podcast history, um, used to do post games with me. Um, he uh, he he broke it down. They were not guarding the pick and roll the right way. They were just basically allowing a layup line up until the very end of the first half when Tibbs called a timeout and he started switching the pick and roll. Um, didn't really work for the third quarter, but they held the nets to whatever they held the nets to in the fourth quarter and it you know it got them in the game um shout out to wg in the super chat never seen a game scott roster or scott foster doesn't want to be the center of attention of yeah i know god these all right anyway um, I'm, I'm, I, this one's, uh, God, I'm trying to think of the last time a game like this has, has taken place in a way that this one took place. Um, they held the Nets to 21 points in the fourth quarter and 50 points in the second half after allowing them to score 67 points in the first half. So great job by the Knicks defense, making adjustments. They played obviously with a tenacity and a verve in the in the fourth quarter there, especially. Um, um, Abdulie Diallo, we missed Mitch tonight. Yeah, we did. I, if they had, I gotta tell you, if they had Mitch Robinson tonight, I think the Knicks win this game because you know credit to New Orleans Noel, he's done a wonderful job filling in for Mitch. Credit to Taj Gibson, I mean, he's Taj. You gotta love the guy. But if Mitch is in there to help, really put some pressure some additional pressure on the pick and roll. And I understand that's not the the perfect equation because a lot of times they had Jeff green screening, obviously at the top of the key, um, which was getting them into problems, but just, I feel like Mitch's presence there um, would have made a significant difference. He wasn't there. It is what it is. Um, But give the Knicks credit. They fought, they fought defensively. and, And, and as much as, as much as I want to get into some of the specific individual performances that the Knicks had in this game, and boy, did they have some really nice individual performances. None none of them were efficient, mind you, but um, you can't have it all. Um, I, I, I want to give credit to the team. And um, I, you look, I sing his praises a lot. I know he's not perfect. I know he frustrates the hell out of people. There are a lot of people, if you want to watch tonight and have tonight be an indictment on, on – um, on Tibbs refusing to put quickly into the starting lineup until he was absolutely pushed up against the wall. I mean, you're right to do so. Um, Personally, I would look more at the second quarter and how um, difficult of a time they had scoring. And I would say you want evidence of why Tibbs has kept quickly in the second unit for the entire season. There's all the evidence you need. Um, But you know, whatever, if he's not your coach of the year, like, again, I was texting with someone before, why have coach of the year? Because for him to get this team to come in and, and you know, stick with it and not give in and not give up on the road against a team that was playing like that and making the shots that they were making, kudos to Tibbs, man. Um, I don't know if he's going to win the award. I don't even know if he's going to be in, in the top two. But, um, you know, it just he's completely come in and he's changed everything about the culture here. And I know you could give me Randall. I know you could give me Barrett. I know you could give me quickly. But for a coach to come in and coalesce all of that, I'm going to read some comments from the Super Chat. Thank you, everybody, for contributing to the Super Chat today. Really appreciate it. Um, Elton um, Gilkes. Gilkes or Gilks? I hope I got one of them right. Leon looked at his team tonight and makes a play for Depot to compete for a top six seed. I've thought that a lot this year. The only issue is that if you make a trade for Depot, you have to be confident that you're getting a version of Depot that has been better than the version of Depot that we have seen, especially in Houston this year. Because I'll be honest with you, the version of Reggie Bullock that we saw tonight, again, one night, but the version of Reggie Bullock that we saw tonight was a hell of a lot more helpful than um, Oladipo would have been. That said, Oladipo brings an additional dynamic to this team that they desperately need if we're talking about the... 60th or 70th percentile version of Oladipo is that version still out there I don't know he, again he's been rough but he's a one-man wrecking crew a lot of the time in Houston um you know we'll see but who knows uh Dale with another comment in the super chat um everyone should listen to whistleblower podcast NBA referees are a serious issue and have been for decades no disagreement Dale thank you for the comment um Hannibal Miles if Frank wasn't in the game, there would have been no comeback. I'm going to save that for a second, Hannibal. Give me give me a moment because I want to spend some time on that. And then Bad Eyesight. I love that name. I think Tibbs would have let Frank close the fourth quarter if he didn't foul out. He upped their defense, even though he didn't score that. Missed corner three was huge. Here's the thing. Every Nick fan, unless you're a Nick fan that just, like, hates Frank, which there are some of you people out there, and a bunch of you may be watching right now, and I hear that. If you don't watch the fourth quarter tonight, and at least, if you're at least not pulling for him, and I know he was 0 for 5, and he missed a 3 that would have been absolutely massive. If you're not pulling for that kid to make that shot with every fiber of your being, I don't know what you're doing because he just comes in, he does all the things that you you want a player to do, and I completely agree with both of those comments. The Knicks are not in this game down the stretch if Frank Milikina is not coming in, and, and Doris Burke even said it on the broadcast, setting the tone defensively um, on whoever the hell he was guarding. And that is a mentality that he brings and he has brought to this team from the moment he was drafted. And God, I wish there was a world where they would potentially re-sign him, because once this team gets better, and he is not forced into doing the things that he's been, you know, put in positions to try to do and, and quite frankly, fail at over the last three and a half seasons. I think it's a different story. Yeah, you need him to hit the open looks, but I think he'll hit those open looks if you give him more chances. John Michael bright Brightside, your baby still only knows 500 Knicks basketball, and she slept through this whole this whole game. Um, I think so, unless maybe she's up now. I, I there was some there was some um, loud noises going on in the living room. Tough to win eight on five. Nobody wants us in the playoffs. Rappaport sucks. Fuck Michael Rappaport. Uh, The Nets are from Jersey. Yes, they are. You know what? Actually, let me pause. I've been getting ahead of myself tonight um, talking all about the Knicks. I want to give a big shout-out, a really big shout-out, and a heartfelt congratulations to all 87 um, Brooklyn Net fans that are out there and got to celebrate this win. You guys, man. You, you have stuck with this team through thick and thin through the last seven years since they came over from the fucking swamplands, and you deserve this. So uh, kudos to, again, all 87 of you. I don't want a single one of you to be left effed out. Um, that, that parade down the Canyon of Heroes, thankfully, even if social distancing is over, the parade down the Canyon of Heroes will still be social distance because there's fucking 87 of you. Um, Anthony six though. Should RJ and Randall show some of the same bowl tunnel vision quickly showed keep them hanging in this game? Um, look, quickly is what he is. He's a gunner. Um, thank God for that because this team needs a gunner. I know he was whatever he was tonight, but I thought RJ and Randall played some of their some of their best games of the season. And I understand um, they did not shoot the ball well, um, but at the same time, they played within themselves and they. I was, I thought they made the correct play every time. And I thought as a tandem, I have a tough time remembering the last time RJ and Randall played this high quality of a game overall. Um, You know, as Thibodeau always says, it's not always about if, if the shots aren't going in, how else are you helping your team? And they helped their team win or what should have been, you know, close tonight um comment from ct Pittman. thank you so much for your contribution to the super chat ct we appreciate you here at nicks film school i wanted to win but at least the national broadcast shows we are a competent and competitive team to everyone i want to just highlight something about that for a second because doris burke and mike uh bream but mostly burke as any uh, espn broadcaster would have done um, waxing poetic about Kyrie, waxing poetic about James Harden, waxing poetic about the Brooklyn Nets for most of this game, as they should have. They're very impressive. Again, kudos to, I mean, maybe after tonight they had they got an 88 fan, some small child watching this game who was impressed. Um, but by the end of the game, by the end of the broadcast, all Doris Burke could talk about was how the Knicks just fight and they don't give in and they don't give up. And Tibbs has his team on the right direction. And Leon Rose and the entire front office, I'll say it, have this team in the right direction because it comes from the top. They hired Tibbs. They put the pieces in place. So, you know, um, World Wide West could take off his shirt and uh, play Empire State of Mind uh, in as many Zoom calls as he wants. Um, They're doing something right behind the scenes there because, again, this is a franchise um, on the up and up. Um, I want to make sure I get everybody in the super chat because you guys are really just awesome. And thank you so much for the contributions tonight. Stevens, uh, Guillaume, Guillaume, Julius getting MVP chance at Barclays is a small bright spot. Yes, we heard that in the first half too. We heard that, um, Jeremy Anselson. I want the Knicks to make the playoffs. The Nets to win a ring, have our parade, dwarf there. (laughs) I like that. I like that one very much. Um, and Luke Shimon. Fired up Macri is my oh, come on. Fired up Macri is my goat. Talk yours, John. Nah, I'm just I'm a little I'm a little feisty after this one. That's that's all. It's just you know the the you you guys who come in here and, and, and watch me fucking <laughs> have my therapy sessions after these games. You you are the ones who have been with this team for for the longest time. And um again, you know, I kid around about the Nets. The, the Nets are a championship uh contender. Um, I'd be shocked if they didn't make the finals. We're not there yet. The Knicks are not. The Knicks are not anywhere close to 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 there because there's only a handful of teams that that get to that level every year. And they they have serious work cut out for them. Um, the Knicks do to get to that level, but we're, we're not asking for that. If you've been around for a, a hot minute, we just we want a team that we could sit there and watch and be proud of for 48 minutes. And and we got that tonight. And by and large, with some exceptions, we've gotten that this season. And that's what you build from. You 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 build you don't build from cap space. You don't build from lottery balls. You build from this. So, what we are witnessing, yes, a loss in which we got fucked. but what we are witnessing is the foundation of something. And hard work is in store for 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 how to build this up from here. But you need the foundation and and we haven't had the foundation for a long time. so um, you know, kudos to the foundation. Kevin McEwen, what's up, my man, Kevin? I, I love Kevin. I feel like I, I don't see you here. I always see you on Twitter. This has to give the team some confidence, even with the loss. They look so strong defensively. Julius Randle is finally a Nick. I love that passion. Yes, absolutely. Um, 100%. Um, Julius Randle is the leader that this team needs, and um, all the credit to him. Uh, Mensa Smith, the Nets do not want to face the Knicks in the first round of the playoffs. They will win, but they will have no home games. Yeah, that's true. They won't have any home games um i'll i'll drain i uh, hope my wife isn't still watching I'll, I'll drain our bank account to afford tickets to that to that baby if i don't get if i don't get media privileges um because man that would be fun i i want that series i mean yeah would we lose almost certainly but um it'd be a good time uh let's get uh to, man the super chat's on fire tonight i appreciate you guys ct Pittman, 900 in the chat hit that thumbs up for me <laughs> ct Pittman, i should be paying you you shouldn't be contributing to the super chat i should be paying you for for being my hype man here um let's let's talk about i've been talking for 20 minutes and we haven't even we haven't even talked about any of the individual performances in this game so let's let's talk a little bit about that um uh because again worthy of worthy of conversation so the Knicks got jobbed and should, be, uh, should have at least gotten to overtime in a game where their best players shot the following lines. Julius Randle was 13 for 27. R.J. Barrett was 6 for 14. And Emmanuel Quickley was 3 for 19. And Alec Burks, who has been their sixth man all year long, I don't really consider quickly a sixth man because he's been a de facto starter. He's been playing starters minutes in games that he's had it going, went 3 for 10. So if you add it up, I would say what is clearly the only, you know, th- their four highest caliber offensive forces on the season um, tonight went 25-28 for a lot of shots. <laughs> they did not shoot well. The Knicks is a team on the evening shot 40%. And they were right in this one to the end. Thank you, Jessica, so much. We appreciate um, you ch- contributing to the Super Chat as well. Um, go Knicks, baby. Um, Randall, 41 minutes, 42 minutes for Reggie Bullock, 35 minutes for R.J. Barrett. I mean, we'll see what happens at Philly um, tomorrow. It's going to be a tough one. Philly's playing their asses off right now. Um, but I think you needed to give this game everything that that you could give it. Uh, who should we talk about first? Actually, we'll take Michael Aaron's uh, comment really quick. RJ, okay, let's let's start with RJ, and we'll kick it off with this comment from Michael Aaron. RJ was 10 of 10 from the line. Also, yes, the bench got exposed without Emmanuel quickly. Do you think Rose could carry them enough on the bench so Emmanuel quickly could start? It's so my biggest question emerging from this game is, I was trying to imagine this bench unit with quickly as the starter and with Rose coming off the bench. Is this a realistic world? Um, Not unless they trade Alfred Payton. No, it's not a realistic world. Um, But let's just allow ourselves to dream for a second. Put Quickly in as the starter. Let's put Rose in there with – and actually, let's bring uh, Mitchell Robinson back for this uh, hypothetical. Why not? So you got Mitch in there as the starter with Quickly, Randall, Bullock, Barrett. Um, On the bench, you would have Rose um, with Alec Burks. Nerlens Noel, um, and I guess Obi Toppin, and I guess Frank Milikina, right? Because in this scenario, we're trading, we're trading Emmanuel, or, or we're trading um, Alfred Payton. Would that bench unit work? Rose, Frank, Burks, Obi, or Knox? Because we're going to talk about Mister Obi. Um and Nolan Snowd. Yeah, I think that bench unit would work, especially because even though Tibbs, you know, does kind of go with the hockey line changes, he also has shown the the propensities to stagger minutes a little bit more. So I think as long as you can limit it to maybe eight to ten minutes a game where you're talking just strictly like only that bench, if that was the bench, yeah, I think that bench could fuck around and, and score some points with with Rose leading the charge, um, but we'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett was, as we just noted for Michael Aaron, 10 of 10 from the line. He ended this game with 23 points on 14 shots, so perfect example of the fact that you don't always look at field goal percentage when you're talking about how good a player um, was in a game. 6 of 14 from the field, 10 of 10 from the line, 23 points, also contributed 6 rebounds and 4 assists. I said it after the last game. I probably said it in the game before that. I probably said it before the break. We are in the midst of an R.J. Barrett. The only question is, is it a mini leap or is it like the leap? It's one or the other because he's elevating his status as a player in this league right before our very eyes. And I understand, yes, there are times where he still puts up shots where you're like, that's probably not the best shot. But then we go back to the fact that, oh, wait. He's still 20 years old, and he's going to be 20 years old until June. Um, it is a it is absolutely not the same player that we watched last year. And quite frankly, the guy that we've watched now over the last eight or nine games is not the player we watched over the first handful of games to start the season. And then he went through a little dip um, about 15 or so games ago where, again, seemed out of sorts, seemed like he was forcing it. He's not forcing anything anymore. I think um, by and large, all the shots that he took tonight were good shots. Um, and again, he is a he is a player that defenses for most of his career were happy when he took the shot. And that has not been the case for the last eight games. So um, I think if I had to give my my top star of the or my three-star performance of the night, um probably has to go to Barrett, but Randall's close. Um, Chris Infanti. I don't know if I could roll with Obi anymore. Has a draft pick this high, had so many air balls in a season. Got to take a sip of scotch before you talk about Obi Toppin. Um, he's in a, a bad place right now. Um, uh, Vork pointed it out in an article recently. Um, I pointed it out in an article, I think it was about two weeks ago. For whatever reason, he's a lot better at shooting threes above the break than he is from the corners. I think he's airballed like half of his shots from the corners this year, which is quite frankly uncanny. Um, Like that's hard to do defensively. He's really in a struggle right now. I don't think you could put him on the four defensively against a top 10 offense. Um, And offensively, you know, we've all, we've all said the same thing all year long. They're not putting him in, in the positions that, you need to put him in to be successful. What does that mean long term? Does it mean they adjust their roster to try to fit him? Does it mean they try to give him more minutes as a backup five starting next year? Um does it mean they try to trade him now before this deadline before his value craters too much? I would be shocked. I don't think that's the right move. I think generally when you have a guy that has some talent, trading him when his value is arguably like at its lowest but then again, you ask the question, is his value at its lowest? Or is he really going to struggle continually as an NBA player I, I, you know, on the defensive end? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't think they're going to trade him. I, I personally don't think they, they should trade him. I think they should try to figure out a way to get him in situations where he is more comfortable on offense um, and more useful on offense than he has been um, this year. So that's enough about Obi Toppin. Um James, what's going on, man? Um, comment in the super chat. Hit my over on RJ rebounds. Very nice. Obi shouldn't be held back Randall at the uh should oh shouldn't have held back Randall at the end. Yeah, I got you. We have a bright future. Let's go, Nick's. Thanks for keeping us sane. That's the least I could do. Trust me, this keeps me sane. Um let's talk about Emmanuel Quickly because Emmanuel Quickly, we got spoiled. I want to say. For me, I think I got spoiled during that Cleveland uh, – was it the Cleveland uh, preseason game? Yeah, it was the Cleveland preseason game where he got the start in place of Alfred Payton and scored whatever it was, um, nine points in uh, in the first couple minutes of the game. Um, and we knew, we knew right then and there that we had a player. Was he a point guard? Is he a six man? I don't know. We still don't know. But we had a player right then and there. And I think from that, from preseason, we became so spoiled because he looked so ready for this. To become a meaningful piece on a decent team at the professional level. That it's like you get to tonight and here is this kid making his first NBA start against... James Harden and Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn on the road against a team that has won 12 of their last 13 games. And it's like, did it phase him? I don't know. Maybe you could say that that's why he shot six of 19 tonight. But kid still ended up with 21 points in his first NBA start. Um, And, you know, I I, I get that he didn't have his best game. But, boy, he didn't look phased to me tonight. He looked like he had an off night shooting. Um, but we are we are absolutely spoiled by this kid. I still don't know what he is long-term. Um, by the way, nice tweet from – I apologize. I don't know who this person is, even though they have a – oh, a podcaster for The Athletic, Trevon Edwards, um, relaying James Harden after the game, saying, you heard a lot of Nick fans in the building. What a shock. What a shock. Anyway, um, yeah, they were apparently chanting bullshit at the end with that Julius Randle call. (sighs) So um, good job by RJ. Good good job by Emmanuel quickly. And then Julius saving the best for last tonight. Um, He had 33 points, got screwed at the end, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, did have the 5 turnovers, but... Obviously, one of them was utter bullshit, um, and he showed why he's an all-star um, I, I I don't know that he is your your best player if you're trying to contend for something real real significant, but he's a piece, and I think this is the type of game where players around the league and you know Donovan Mitchell tweeted out he was watching this game. I think this is a game players around the league, if they watched, were like, oh, shit, I can go fuck around with Julius Randle in New York with the Knicks because that's a dude that will he, – he goes to war. And I know it was a rough start for him tonight. I know it wasn't his best game, but, man, I don't want him going anywhere. No, I, don't, I don't want to hear any trade, anything over the next 10 days. I don't want to hear anything over the next however many months. All I want to hear about is extension discussions for Julius Randall. That is what I want to hear. I want to hear how are we working as an organization to make sure Julius Randall is a Nick through the prime of his career. That's the only thing I want to hear about Julius Randall. Because you don't, you don't move on from guys like that. We've had too many guys come here over the last 20 years and shit the bed and want no part of being a Nick. Well, this guy came here and he shit the bed for one year. And you know what he did? He then came back and he admitted he shit the bed and he corrected the problem and he's now an all-star. So kudos to Julius Randall. Um, again, they're not in this game without Julius Randall. Um, let's get some more comments from the super chat. CT Pittman. Oh, what the heck? One more super chat since I got my stymie. <laughs> um, I love this content. Keep up the great work, man. Seriously, CT, CT Pittman. Thank you so much. Um, you know, shout out to my producer because uh he he works his butt off on this youtube channel and so um you know we're, we're we we do not have any funding obviously <laughs> me and it's, it's it's me and andrew um jeremy obviously uh chris persian and we, we do what we can so really these contributions in the super chat are really uh very generous and we appreciate them uh, mensa smith IQ is the Jalen Brunson to our eventual Luka Doncic. I like that. How about this? How about we get the actual Jalen Brunson and we have him and Emmanuel quickly. Um, All we have to do now is find a primary ball handler. But Emmanuel quickly is that Billups kid, 2013 shooting guard uh, type. That's not a terrible comparison. Um, Yeah. I mean, we need, you know, we know what we need. We know what we need. We need one guy. We need one perimeter guy. Who can, you know, I hate to say it, who can do what Kyrie Irving does or do what James Harden does or do, you know, if you want more of a wing-ish player, do, you know, do what, um, you know, what Kawhi Leonard does. Like, we need one more guy. We need one more guy. If you put one more guy on this team, you know, where is that guy going to come from? We'll see. Uh, James Lee, also in the Super Chat. Uh, Doris sounded like she's been watching all the Knicks games and Breen... Um this was pretty much like a Knicks broadcast rather than national LOL go Knicks. So Doris Doris Burke, I don't know if you guys know, this Doris Burke uh, apparently grew up a Knicks fan. She alleges that she is a Knicks fan. And um you know, she has said some unkind things about the franchise over, over the last several years but you know, maybe they deserve them. Um but yeah, no, I think Doris Burke's a Knicks fan. I think she just has kind of hit it well. Um let's check some other me. Did I get the pronunciation wrong? I think I've got to pronounce. I, I always get these pronunciations wrong. I apologize. Um, I do it. We do what we can here. Um, all right. Let me take some more work. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to comment on. I mean, uh, shit. Talk about burying the lead. Uh, they're not in this game without Reggie Bullock. I've been talking for 35 minutes and I haven't mentioned Reggie Bullock. I don't think explicitly once. bad job by me. Um, scored 19 points, six rebounds. Um, was 7 for 12 from the field, 5 of 10 from three. I mean, I don't know. what is What are his season-long numbers right now? Let me just pull this up real quick because it deserves mention. Um, Reggie Bullock for the season is now shooting 37% from three. I mean, I've complained about him. I've been on, on Reggie Bullock Hill, but I have also complained about him. I mean, I think – his inability to do more stuff off the dribble stands out more on this team because of their point guard play. And obviously I'm talking about Alfred Payton. If you put, you know, name any of your top 10 point guards in basketball, if you put any of them on this team and you still have RJ and you still have Randall and you have a, you know, even Mitch at center and you have Bullock as that fifth starter, I think Bullock would be just fine. Also at that point, his looks would get a little bit easier. So I bet you'd see that 37% from three, probably inch up towards 40% from three. And then all of a sudden you're talking about a guy who is like, you know, is he Joe Harris? No, but he's he's pretty damn good. Um, spoke about Frank, Taj Gibson, 24, workman-like minutes. I mean, you love Taj. What else can you say? Burks had an off night. I'm not gonna pile on Burks. Um, Jean-Baptiste Piron. I hope I think I pronounced that correct. I'm usually good with the French pronunci- pronunciations. Keep up the good work, John, and good luck pronouncing my name. If I got it wrong, tell me if I got it right. Hopefully I did. Watching you at 3.30 a.m. in France, go Knicks. Never forget, never forget that this fan base travels better than any fan base in sports. There is no, maybe well, maybe not sports, in basketball. There is no fan base in basketball that has more fans all over the world um, than the Knicks. And I know that because I get DMs. Like, it feels like once a day from whether it's, you know, in South Korea or the Philippines or, you know, Ireland or.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform Join more than three point five million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollar sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash blue wire. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Bluewire, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed
1: England or Italy or Germany, all of these places have Nick fans all across the world, and I bet a lot of them are up right now because they just watched that game and they're hyped because we got that game stolen from us. So, shout out to Nick fans everywhere. Um, we're a boy, we're a strange breed. <laughs> we're- we're a strange breed we're sitting sitting here you guys listen to me i'm sitting here talking about this i got a newsletter to to write you know that i'll be up until two in the morning writing but this team's 20 and 20 and they fight and uh and they're inspiring uh i'm going to take some questions from the from the chat so let's go let's see what we got here santiago um barrio canal Santiago Barrio Canal. I think I got that right. Thank you for your contribution to the Super Chat. Throw me some questions, guys. Um, do, do, do. Besides rebounding, is Drummond that much better than DeAndre? Not sure why the Knicks seem to like him. Um, beyond, besides rebounding, is he that much better than DeAndre? Not really. Um I'm going to have a big piece on Dion, on uh, Drummond in tomorrow's newsletter. Shameless plug. Um, I think there is a rhyme slash reason for at least kicking the tires. If he gets cut, if he gets bought out, and you could bring him in for the rest of the season, is there an argument for that? Yeah, there's an argument for it. I'm much less convinced that there is a good argument for trading Mitch for assets because I don't think you're getting anything that great and then signing Drummond to what it would take to get him to be your center for the next couple of years. Um I really hope they don't sign Andre Drummond. All due respect to him, I get he he has more rebounds than anybody in basketball since the day he was drafted. He is shooting uh he shot 66% in the in uh from 0 to 3 feet um last season. Before he started just making a, a mockery of himself this year, um, like there's still a good player in there, Andre Drummond, but like, just no, just just no. I I, I just I don't I don't want to I don't want to live the Deon, the the Andre Drummond experience here in New York. Um, just no. Okay. Um, let's keep going. Um, Chris Percy Iron is in the chat, and I saw Chris Percy Iron just um. Oh, interesting. Look at Chris uh, with the rumors. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we get Drummond anyway. Okay. Um, Marnik pictures. Should we try uh, to see if Cody Zeller is available rather than Drummond? I'll take Cody Zeller. If he's a salary dump and we're getting some, we're getting something. Uh, that's about the only way that I would want Cody Zeller. I think Cody Zeller is a decent player, but again, I'm Mitch has the cast off. So he's coming back soon. And in the meantime, Yes, tonight. If Mitchell Robinson was in this game, would they arguably have have done better? Absolutely. But you know, do I want? Does that mean I want to trade for Cody Zeller? Probably not, unless I'm getting something back. Um, Q Scarl BK. Do you ultimately believe that a star who moves the needle will come here without moving RJ in a deal? Oh goodness, I should have brought the bottle of scotch for that one. Here's the thing. The Knicks aren't going to trade R.J. Barrett because you don't trade R.J. Barrett. So whatever hypotheticals you want to talk to me about with stars or this or that or the other, you don't trade R.J. Barrett. Whatever way you think you have to get a star, you figure it out. But it shouldn't involve R.J. Barrett, and that I don't mean to say that like R.J. Barrett is like untradeable because he's like that great of a player, but like. Fuck, if you're not keeping that guy as part of your foundation, what are you doing as a franchise? So um, do I think there's a path to get a star without trading RJ? Yeah, absolutely. Because here's the thing. The Knicks have, as it stands, all of their first round picks, and they have these two extra picks from Dallas. Now, look, I was very down on the Dallas pick to start this year. Um, and then a lot of people threw that back in my face when Dallas was whatever they were eight and 14. And now Dallas is sitting and they're probably, probably about two weeks away from being, you know, securely in the sixth seed. that picks probably going to be the 19th pick in the draft. It's still a good pick. Our pick is probably going to wind up being the 13th pick, 14th pick, 12th pick, 15th, 11th, whatever, somewhere in that range. If you're talking about trading for a star this offseason and you have those two picks that you could potentially package um, and move up or just package one of them with the Detroit pick or both of them with the Detroit pick and move up somewhere into that top 10. You're not getting into the top five, but if you could package them somewhere into the top 10 and God forbid they get lucky. Here's the thing. If they ever got lucky somehow and they moved into the top five of this draft or top four, I guess, as it were. Um, then I think you could have a conversation about trading for a star. Of course, that opens up a whole other host of questions, which if you're in the top four of this track of this draft, do you trade that pick for a star or do you just draft whoever you could get with that top four pick? I am not mentally prepared and I have not had nearly enough uh, bourbon to have that conversation. So I'm just going to move right along, but I will say let's just say for argument's sake they don't get lucky and they don't move into the top 4 just having those two picks and being able to package other picks in the future um you're going to have to trade somebody you know and and I don't really want to have that conversation tonight because I don't want to talk about trading Emmanuel Quickly but like Quickly's here he's a guy that some other team would be really interested in um But again, I don't want to have that conversation. I want to keep Emmanuel quickly. I don't want to keep RJ Barrett. I want to keep Julius Randle. And I would like it to be a situation where the star that we traded for, you trade for using draft assets. That's what I would like. Is that going to happen? We don't always get what we want, but we'll see. I think it's in the the potential uh, realm of possibility. Um what do we got? Jonas Plout. if you had to win a game tomorrow to get to the playoffs and had to play Obi or Knox, who you playing? Knox cuz you get hit a corner 3. That's not even close right now. Um and again, if if you want to if you want to get on um you know the rotation decision making right now, I have to think our Knox. So this is how you know that like for any for any th- reporting or whatever that has come out about maybe Tibbs not being on the same page um, with certain people in the front office, the fact that Tibbs is still going out there and playing Obi Toppin minutes every game shows that Tibbs, A, is in lockstep with the front office, and B, is in this for the long term. Because if he was just playing the best guy, he wouldn't be playing Obi Toppin right now. He'd be playing, I don't know if it's Kevin Knox, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, Austin Rivers. Um, who's obviously not here right now, but still, um, I don't know if it's, you know, signing someone off the street, Iggy Brasdakis, like he wouldn't be playing OB. He's playing OB because he is in lockstep with the front office and they do have aspirations that go further than just this season. Um, and he knows that. And, and that's why they're playing in these minutes to try to get him accustomed to the NBA game. And, you know, let's hope it pays off. Um, Why is Theo Pinson on the payroll? Because Theo Pinson is the effing best. I love Theo Pinson. That dude, he should, they should run a promotion. And if anybody with um, the Garden, the uh, Garden of Dreams, if anybody in the Garden of Dreams is listening to this right now, here's the promotion that you should do for the rest of the year. You should, before every game, auction off Theo Pinson's seat on the bench for the most money you could get. Because that motherfucker doesn't sit down. He is up. He is dancing. He's cheering. He's waving his towel. I love Theo Pinson. I want to th- forget R.J. Barrett, Randall, quickly. I want a Theo Pinson jersey. I haven't bought a Knicks jersey in probably two decades. I want a Theo Pinson jersey. I love that dude. Um, What else we got? Why is Toppin not even trying to run pick and roll with Frank? Because they have another big man on the court um would be my guess and they want him to get exposure from from three because long term that's you know that's his role as an NBA player he, he has to uh he has to hit threes maybe not from the corner but above the break um Vivek what's up Vivek J-Mac if I could change my mind on Theo Pinson then Pinson is the best yes you could change your mind on him um oof Jonas Plow always, always with the questions making me think deeply. How many players from the last two draft classes are you taking over? RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. All right, we got to pull up our trusty. Fr- I mean, I know it by heart, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up our trusty friends at Basketball Reference anyway. So. let's do let's do last year's draft class first i um you're taking Zion you have to take Zion. I know he's like four hundred pounds and he probably eats a little bit too much fried seafood down in New Orleans, but he has the potential to be a um like generational once in a ever player. um The more interesting question for me is John Moran. And like, look, I'll I'll get laughed out of this uh, live stream by any um, NBA media person who covers the league generally, and I get that by by what I'm about to say. But I'll say it anyway because fuck it. I don't think the RJ Barrett John Morant conversation is over. Do I think there's like a ninety whatever percent chance that John Morant becomes long term the 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 better piece than RJ Barrett? Of course, because he's a guy that could break you down off the dribble. Um, I still believe in his shot long term. Um, he is, you know, he is the, the 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 prototype of the player that you need to win in the NBA right now. He is he is the guy that the Knicks need. Um, you know, but do I think there's a conversation there between RJ and Ja? Just because of the fact that Ja has struggled from three this year, and the fact that RJ has really put it together in a significant way over the last eight games. Yeah, I think it's a conversation. Um as for as for this draft class, um who am I taking over
0: Emmanuel quickly? Ball mm, not
1: not Halliburton, not for this team. Um phew, God, Edwards. What is Anthony Edwards? I have no idea. Um I'd probably take Edwards. I have to take Edwards. He was the first pick in the draft, and the guy just scored like 30-something points um, uh, with an array of really good moves. So you got to take Edwards, too. Um, Everybody else, it's a conversation. Like Wiseman. Do I really want James Wiseman over Emmanuel quickly? I don't know about that. Um, Patrick Williams. I like Patrick Williams a lot. Really like Patrick Williams. Am I taking him over Emmanuel quickly? Uh, I don't know about that. So let's just say this. Let's just say that RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly, if I had to redraft both of those drafts for the Knicks, they would both be in my top three picks. Um, and we'll leave it at that. Um, why do I hate Halley? I don't hate Halley. I think Halley's awesome. I think Halley is going to be a um, like a Robert Ori-ish Player in terms of impact on teams for a long time, I just don't think that um, you know he's not a guy you could give the ball to and ask him to do what Emmanuel quickly tried to do tonight, which is shoot it twenty times and like carry your offense for stretches. I don't think that's Halliburton. Um, is it possible he's the better player long term than quickly? Absolutely, it's possible. But I think for what the Knicks are right now and what the Knicks need right now, I think quickly is the more valuable piece for them. All right, let's let's uh, let's take some more questions, and then I'm going to get out of here because, oh, my God, it is almost midnight, and I am still talking about this this game and this team. Um, Edwards needs to get off the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, he does. Shaq Gunn, what do you think it will take to get Devontae Graham? So I don't know if anybody saw it. Um, there was a piece in The Athletic today talking about the 12-ish most players uh, or players most likely to be uh, traded before the deadline. And Devontae Graham's name came up, which I was surprised to see. Um, What would I give up for him? I would easily give up the Pistons pick. I would not give up a first-round draft pick for Devontae Graham. And I know I would have said that at one time. I would not give it up right now. I would, however, give up, like, Kevin Knox and the Pistons pick. Um, CT Pittman with another comment in the Super Chat that I missed somehow. Last one after tonight's game. What is your prediction for the Knicks record at the end of the season? CT Pittman, why you got to put me on the spot, man? Why you got to put me on the spot? My prediction for the Knicks record at the end of the season. They're 20-20 and right now. They play 32 more games. my prediction they play 32 more games so that means if they go 14 and 18 they'll be 34 and 38 that sounds about right let's go 34 and 38 i think they will go 14 and 18 the rest of the way and i think they will finish um 34 and 38 that's my prediction um, how about get uh, J- 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 Jane? How about getting Jared Culver from Minnesota? I would love to buy low on Jared Culver. Talk about another guy. I would give up the Minnesota, the uh, t- the ugh, the Pistons pick for. Give me all the Jared Culver that uh, Minnesota wants to give up because again, the best thing that you can do, I think, as an NBA team, is to look for situations that are potentially dysfunctional and buy low. Um, on players off of their roster, so yes, give me all the give me all the Jared Culver stock you want. A uh, couple of people I've noticed trade for Winslow. I'm not sure why Minnesota or why Memphis would trade for trade Winslow right now. I think he's only been there a few few games, healthy now. He, I watched him the other night; he looked pretty good. I would think that Memphis wants to to keep him, um, but what do I know? Um, what else do we have here? Wouldn't it be smart to send Obi to the G League and give Brzeznicus some burn? Um, if the G League was still going on, I would agree that Obi to the G League is a thing. But unfortunately, the G League season is done. Um, Garth Griffin, I have a feeling the Knicks are going to try to snag Depot. Um, I have a feeling they are going to as well. Jeremy Anselson, talk Frank, please. I can talk Frank all night. Again, they they don't they're not in this game without Frank Lakina. and I I, you know. <laughs> I haven't mentioned Alfred Payton. I've been talking for 54 minutes and 37 seconds. I don't think I've mentioned Alfred Payton's name once. I think maybe I mentioned it one time. I just. If Derek Rose is back and he's healthy and you feel pretty good about the fact that Derek Rose can give you 25 minutes a night, I just. I would so much rather watch this team for the rest of the season with Frank taking Alfred Payton's minutes. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know that's like the easiest catnip to tell any group of Nick fans, but like I've defended Alfred Payton, obviously a lot this year. I defended signing the off season. I defended him when he's gotten killed uh, repeatedly this year. Um, It's hard to watch this game tonight and be like, you know what they were missing? You know what helped them win this game? Alfred Payton. No one said that. Tom Thibodeau didn't say that. Leon Rose didn't say that. William Wesley didn't say that. I didn't say that. You didn't say that. No one said that. So, you know, I feel bad. It's not his fault. He hasn't had a great year. He's just, he's not a great fit for this team and that doesn't mean he doesn't still have good games at times but like just give frank those minutes i'm not saying it means they're going to resign him in the off season. i'm not even saying they necessarily should resign him in the off season, but just give frank those minutes i know he was over five tonight but like they're not in that game without frank so um frank may have some suitors at the deadline this is a comment from jason m any Eastern Conference contender has to him for the playoffs. I'm not sure a real contender is going to, like, just insert Frank into their rotation because I do still think, despite the fact that he was shooting, like, 60% from deep coming into this game from three, um, I'm not sure there's a contender that's going to feel comfortable giving Frank minutes um, because of his question marks on, his, on offense. Um, that said, we're not a contender, so we should play Frank um they definitely should resign him uh comment from Herman HC I I would love for them to resign Frank to a fair number um Jonas plot again Kyle Lowry would lead this team to every boxing wrestling and fighting championship but b- possible again I I have said it in this in this in this live stream before and I'll say it again give me all the two years and 50 million dollars for Kyle Lowry stock that you have two for 50. Take it or leave it, Kyle. Um, I think he might take it. That's just me. Uh, What else do we have? Carlos Matos. Obi and Knox and two seconds for Malik Beasley. Obi and Malik are 23 years old. Um, God. Beasley's had a really good year. Um, Hmm. I have a feeling Minnesota probably says no to that. Uh, Michael Aaron, thank you for your comment. Again, in the Super Chat, Michael Aaron, and thank you for um, your contribution off the uh, Super Chat as well. Do you feel in your gut that a trade is coming? Oh, I'm going to have to finish my scotch for this one. Elf to Golden State or the Clippers? Maybe we get Redick? What's your guess? Well, my guess is that any Alfred Payton trade um, is dicey because he has to approve it. Um, That said, if they were sending him someplace on a team that has a shot at the playoffs, I can't imagine Alfred Payton would not approve a trade. Um, Could the Clippers use him? Yeah, I think the Clippers could use him. I'm not sure about Golden State. I think the Clippers could use him. But again, you know, or, or maybe New Orleans... Um, but then if he's in new Orleans, he's taking minutes away from Nikhil Alexander Walker and Kyra Lewis. So I don't know if that fits. Um, do I think they make a trade though? Yes. I think they make a trade. I think the Knicks make a trade between now and next Thursday. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know who it's going to be, but I think the Knicks make a trade. Um, <laughs> Michael Nixon, Malik Beasley with a good year on and off the court. Yeah, that's not so much. Um Peter B, let's end with this because we are now officially coming up on an hour. I'm going to cross the hour threshold with this. Is this the quickest you have seen in a a culture change? In a year, the Knicks are completely different. Uh, Let me pull up my good old – oh, Adam Kerr. Um, Quick shout-out before I answer this question. 3.40 a.m. here in Dundee, Scotland. Shout-out to you, Adam Macri. Could Jeremy Grant help this team, and how many wins could Lonzo um, add to this team? Uh, Jeremy Grant could absolutely help this team. I don't want to give up what it's going to take to to get Jeremy Grant. Um, How many wins could Lonzo add to this team over a full 82-game season next year? Um, If you put Lonzo in place of Alfred Payton, I think he could add five wins, six wins, something like that. Um, All right. Is there another culture change I could remember that happened as fast as this? I mean, things that come to mind. Uh, when KG went to the Celtics, that was a pretty big culture change.
0: Um,
1: um, man. Is there another one? Looking at, I'm looking up and down. Well, yeah, how about this? When the Bulls got uh, went from Del Negro to Thibodeau, that was a pretty good big culture change. Same same roster, increased them by 21 wins. I get Rose was a year older and everybody was a year older, but that was a pretty big culture change. Um, but, like, outside of a big player making a change of scenery, like Garnett to the Celtics, LeBron going to Cleveland the first time or second chance, uh, Mark Jackson to the Warriors. Dirty uh, comment from Dirty Dancer. That's fair. That was a pretty significant culture change. I, I obviously you guys know I'm not a big Mark Jackson fan, but that was significant. Um, trying to remember what was going on in Portland before Terry Stotts took over. Um, maybe that. Um, Denver. Who? Hmm. No, Denver's been pretty pretty good for a while now. Um, Maybe Denver when George Carl went there. But they also got uh, – no, they got Carmelo. So, no. It has to be right hey, – look, it has to be right up there. This has to be right up there with anything the league has seen in the last 20 years. Let's say that. Uh, Fizdale to the Knicks. Oh, wait. Um – yeah, uh, well, again, thank you, Andrew Claudio, for your comment. Jason Kidd to the Nets in '02. I'm just I'm trying to think of examples of where it wasn't a big time player going to a team, and like honestly, Thibodeau, Thibodeau to the Bulls is the last big one I could remember. Um, so yeah, cool. Bargnani to the Knicks. Let's end on that comment. Bargnani to the Knicks from Ball Twenty Four Seven. Listen, guys. Um. I've been here for over an hour, and there are still close to 500 people here. We, us, us Nick fans, we deserve this team to feel good about. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around this whole time. I really do appreciate it. Jeremy Anselson, one more comment in the Super Chat. I know we hate them, but it needs to be mentioned. Is Harden the greatest offensive player ever? Oh, my God, why are you throwing me off the rails to end the Super Chat? He was incredible tonight. No, he's not the greatest offensive player ever. I do think, though, if you put aside your um, quibbles about does he take advantage of the rules versus how much of it is like natural basketball skill or, or whatever, in terms of just the overall offensive impact, within the league as it stands with him being there. Do I think James Harden is one of the 10 most impactful offensive players ever? Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, you know, I can't go more than the top 10 because like, you know, this league has seen some guys, <laughs> you know, we, we forget about guys like Will Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, uh, Elgin Baylor and, um, Oscar Robertson, and you know there's been some really 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 amazing offensive players in this league but in terms of how he's able to manipulate the rules as as they are allowed to do right now in this league um yeah I think he's I think he's top 10 um (laughs) SK Macri's fired up and staying up late tonight I'm not going to sleep until two in the morning because again I have a whole newsletter to write so On that note, I am going to get the hell out of here. I don't know what Matt is typing in the chat Alexei Shved for, but if you're saying that Alexei Shved is one of the 10 greatest offensive players in the history of the NBA, I cannot disagree with you, Matt. Good call. Um, Oof, man. I need a glass of water. All right. I'll see everybody soon. Um, Thank you, everybody. Uh, Give a thumbs up or uh, uh, whatever you do. Uh, If you're listening to this on the podcast, give a five-star rating and a review and the whole thing. We love you. Thank you, Andrew Claudio, for getting this up soon after I'm done. And uh, I will see you all tomorrow night for another game, and hopefully we get that win. Um, Subscribe. That's it. Subscribe. Yes. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. All right. See everybody later.